It's Monday, December 5th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you again today. I hope you're enjoying this Advent season, that you've been able to spend some time in worship, that uh, this devotional has been encouraging to you. I've been enjoying going through uh, some of this Advent season, talking about the gift of Jesus Christ. This is our second week of Advent. We just had our second Sunday in Advent yesterday, and so I hope that you've been enjoying going back to some of these old hymns of the faith, these old Christmas carols. Um, I, I absolutely love them. I enjoy preaching on them. I enjoy the stories behind them, and I pray that they're an encouragement to you during this Christmas season. Well, today we turn our attention to the Gospel of Matthew. It's actually the same text that we've been preaching on over the last couple of weeks. On Sundays, we're looking at the Matthew account of Jesus's birth, and that's actually what we're going to be looking at over the next week and a half as well. Today we begin with just one verse. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the very first verse of the New Testament. It says this, The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, when we read through the Bible, if you're anything like me, you kind of move quickly through the genealogy. I don't spend a lot of time in the genealogy. It is just a list of names, right? That's what a genealogy is. But genealogies are really important in Jewish culture. What a genealogy meant in the first century was it, it, it meant a belonging to the community of faith. It meant a belonging to the community of the chosen people. So for Matthew to begin his gospel with a genealogy is to emphasize the Jewishness of Jesus Christ. And I think that that just needs to, I just need to take a moment, just a quick moment and say, This here is why anti-Semitism and Christianity are mutually exclusive. Christians can never be anti-Semitic. We can never have a hatred for the Jewish people because Jesus is Jewish. He continues to be Jewish for Jesus is still alive. Our Savior is Jewish. And a Jewish Savior saves people from all backgrounds, all nations, all ethnicities. To deny his Jewishness is tantamount to denying Christ's humanity, which is heretical. So anti-Semitism is actually a heresy that we dare not commit. So because we understand his Jewishness, we understand his humanity. He took on flesh. We're going to look at that verse in a couple of weeks, that the Son of God took on flesh and dwelt among us. That's how John describes the incarnation. But Jesus is not just Jewish. He comes from a particular line. Two people are mentioned. So the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Why does he highlight these two? We're about to see Abraham and David later on in the genealogy. So why why mention them both up front? Well, let's take them in order. David. David is the king par excellence for the Jewish people. The greatest king to ever live. Greater even than Solomon. Solomon might have been greater in wealth. May have even been greater in wisdom. But the example of righteous rule of godly rule is found in David. Doesn't mean David was perfect, far from it, committed some heinous crimes. But 
He is what God describes a man after his own heart because David repents of his sin and turns back to the Lord for forgiveness. To be a man after God's own heart, to be a person after God's own heart, doesn't mean to be perfect. It means a willingness to repent, a willingness to recognize where we've fallen short and come back to the Lord for forgiveness. Well, what we see here in this genealogy is that Jesus is the son of David, which means he is the rightful heir to the throne of David. He's the rightful heir to the king, which makes Jesus a king himself. He's a king. That's the, that's the claim that Matthew's making right up front. He's the son of David. He is the rightful heir to the throne. He is our king. When we consider Jesus, especially in this time of, of year, we think a lot about his birth. We think about a baby. We, it, it, there's a lot of sentimentality around this, right? And, and it's good to, to think of Christ as a baby. We should. He's presented that way in Scripture. But we also have to think about him as a king. We are in relationship with a king who rules with power and authority and might, which means our relationship ought to be one of humility in the presence of that kind of king. If you want a picture of what that king looks like, go back to the sermon that we preached about the, uh, for the end of Revelation 1 and the picture of Jesus Christ in all of his glory, eyes like flaming fire, feet like burnished bronze, face shining like the sun, the glory of God on display. That's what our king looks like today. He is the rightful king of Israel. But he's not just the son of David, he's also the son of Abraham. Now, who is Abraham? Abraham is the forefather of a new people. Out of Abraham came a new people, the Jewish people, the Israelites. He is the forefather. And from his son and grandson, Isaac and Jacob, the Jewish people and the 12 tribes were born and developed, and a nation was created. Abraham is the beginning of a new people. So Christ is the beginning of yet another new people. We are a new people constituted together in Christ. That's what Peter talks about in 1 Peter chapter 2. Let me read, you, uh, read for you just uh, a couple little words here. For you were, a, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, listen to this part here. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We were not a people, but now we are a new people. Just like Abraham is the beginning of a new people of Israel, so is Jesus. Jesus is the beginning of a new people of Israel, a new, uh, a, a new group, a new thing called the church. And this new people, this new people is made up, yes, of, of the Jewish people, but also of Gentiles as well. All of the nations brought together into a new people. Once we were not a people, but now we are a people in Christ. So right up front in Matthew, before we actually get to the birth narrative of Jesus, we get a description of who he is. He is the rightful heir to David, and he's the beginning of a new people of God, a people of God fashioned in Christ himself by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the way we have access into this new people is also described in 1 Peter chapter 2. 
Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The coming of Jesus Christ is an act of mercy for us. It's an act of mercy because we actually deserve to die for our sins. That's what we deserve. But Christ came to do it on our behalf. What mercy, what love. You see, it is all it is everyone who has put their faith in Jesus Christ is bound together in Christ as a new creation amongst a new people. Once we were not a people, now we are God's people. That is made possible because of what Christ did in his death and resurrection. And he cannot go through that passion. He cannot go through that suffering. He cannot die for us and rise again if he was never born. And so our celebration of Advent is a recognition of who Jesus is. He is more than the baby in the manger. He is king, the beginning of a new people. But without the baby in the manger, neither of those other things are possible. Do you see how it all works together? My prayer as you go into this week is that you would have a proper vision of Christ, your king, and that you would know who you are, have a proper vision of yourself. I am a part of a new people, a new people set us apart by Christ himself. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to keep Christ at the forefront of our minds, a vision of his glorious reigning kingship, and also help us to see us, to see ourselves as we really are. We are a new people made new creations because of the mercy shown us in Christ. We should have died for our sins, and yet in Christ we are forgiven. And all of this is possible because of the birth of Christ, that the Son of God himself would take on flesh and dwell among us, so that he could show us mercy, so that he could bring us salvation. We love you. We thank you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. It is great to see you and be with you. Hope to be back with you again tomorrow, right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.